Hello guys, welcome to our show. Today we discuss about storytelling style, how you can adapt storytelling to business goals because it's simple to create a story, but when you need to touch your customers, it takes time and some experience. I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Gabriel Dolan. How are you? I am good, Anatoly. How are you? I'm doing great. We chatted a little bit before the podcast and I know about your experience. I love your posts on LinkedIn. Gabriel, before we start, just remind our audience about yourself, about your business, about experience. And you can touch a little bit how AI can help today, you know, because I remember your sharing in the first episode, we didn't touch AI today. It's a must have. So any tips about AI, your business and uh, creating stories? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I guess my specialty, my expertise is helping business people share stories more effectively in business, whether that's internally to their employees or externally to their customers or stakeholders. Um, I, I got into storytelling about 20 years ago when I worked in corporate and sort of realized that the really good leaders were sharing stories and the brilliant presenters were sharing stories. And I noticed in my own role as a senior leader that when I did share stories, it seemed to have a greater impact with the people I was sharing it with. So I've been um, doing this now for almost 20 years, teaching people how to tell stories well before, long before storytelling was uh, popular, which it quite is at the moment. So um, yeah, I pretty much travel the world, uh, running storytelling training workshops, normally internally for clients. So normally clients bring me in. I do do some public programs every now and again. In fact, I've got one coming up next week. Um, but yeah, and I'd love to chat, ab uh, chat about chat GPT and AI and how, because I'm, I'm, what I'm sourcing at the moment is a lot of questions about will chat GPT take over from stories and, um, I think the short answer is no, but it could be used to actually help you um, come up with ideas for stories. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think, you know, ChatGPT is a good tool, daily tool today. Yeah, I use AI before ChatGPT, mm -hmm. but today I think that I spent more time on this tool. And, uh, you know, if I ask ChatGPT to write a story, I can get the story for a few seconds, you know, but non creative, generic, nothing special. So can you tell uh, how to use ChatGPT in the right way? Because I often see when companies use generic prompts uh, to get uh, the best rewriting content ever, rewriting, uh, nobody cares about rewriting, everyone wants to get something new. Any tips how to use in a smart way? Yeah, look, and I have been experimenting because I've got a lot of my clients asking about ChatGPT and stories. I have been experimenting with it. And so a few times I, you know, got into ChatGPT and said um, things like, tell me a story about teamwork. And, you know, I would, I would get a story or tell me a story around innovation. The stories it came back with, I'm going to say, weren't too bad. Like they weren't terrible. They weren't bad. But they were lacking something. And what they were lacking was some real human connection. Now, the, the day, so what I say to clients, if you need ideas around stories, it could be a good place to start. But, you know, say, for example, if you said, give me a story around innovation and it gave you an example of something, what I would say is never use that story because the reality is it's not your story and the most powerful stories are your stories. So, But what it could do is it could 
remind you of a similar experience. So ChatGPT might come up with a story around, you know, someone who was trying to run a race and blah, blah, blah. And you might go, oh, actually, I remember a similar time when I was, um, you know, doing a big walk or whatever. So I, I, I suggest you use it for that, but it's going to be, it's just not going to be effective if you take something from ChatGPT and use it. First of all, it's not your story, and it lacks it lacks it lacks something. And when I say you go, what's missing? What's missing is the personal experience and and the emotion. Normally, is what's missing. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to ask you about creativity. You know, uh, um, most marketers complain that uh, AI is not creative. I agree because uh, how how it can be creative if, if it's just rewriting, you know. Uh, so, uh, but I think creativity is a must have. Uh, I remember a story, interesting story about Lloyd Richardson. He mm -hmm. wrote a book uh, 14 years. 14 years he spent time to write a book. Then uh, he published a book and wasted a lot of money in marketing, in sales uh, for around 11 years. Nobody cared about this book. He couldn't sell. I mean, like to get great sales. Then uh, his daughter posted content on TikTok about this book. Uh, this video became viral from account with zero followers. Uh, and today this book is bestseller on Amazon. No, I watched this video. Of course, I'm curious. I want to know how to uh, film such videos, you know, plus 50 million people uh, to get them. And uh, uh, I found this video is not with nice looking design, nothing special, simple design, but that was creative. You know, it's, uh, it provokes curiosity. What kind of book is this? If author spends 14 years to write a book, that was transparent that you mentioned uh, that uh, if you share your story, it's more uh, honest, transparent, uh, authenticity, many other things. So uh, can you tell about creativity, how to be creative in your story? Yeah, it's, 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 Whenever I hear the word creativity, it's like, because you often hear people go, oh, I can't do that. I'm not creative. And it's sort of a bit like innovation, I think. We think creativity is this really big thing. But the reality is if, you know, if you, if you can cook dinner or bake a cake, that's creative. If you can, um, you know, bake, sew your clothes, that's creative. So I, what, when I think about creative, it's like, don't, I think everyone's creative. Everyone's got the, you know, because we're human, we're creative. We, we think of a different way to do something is creative. When it comes to storytelling, what I find is when people are in this mindset of I'm not creative, they think I don't have any stories that are worth sharing. And the biggest the biggest challenge I have to get people to understand in business is that your stories are not the most amazing, you know, inspirational, motivational, climbing Mount Everest type stories. It's the day-to-day -day stories like about you growing up or something that happened to you on the weekend. And the creativity part is how do you take that story and link it to a business message? Now, in, in regards to things that go viral, like you know, we would all love the secret for that. Sometimes I, you know, I write stories and I post them on LinkedIn and I think they're really good stories. And I think, you know, this is going to have a real lot of, you know, traction and it, it, nothing happens. And then I post something that I 
just thinks, you know, an okay story, it's all right, and, you know, we'll have two million, um, you know, views on it. So you, you sort of don't know when it comes to creativity and what will work. But I think, I think what happens with that story and you were telling about, it probably came from a real place of authenticity and genuine. I think, like you said, it was the daughter sharing, did you, the daughter sharing it? So it sort of feels like it's not selling or marketing. It just feels like a good story. And I think people respond yeah. to that. Exactly. Yeah. That was a good story uh, because his daughter, yeah, she, she did a good job, you know, to provoke this curiosity, to share the story. And uh, I love uh, to learn from big brands like Apple because Tim Cook, Steve Jobs uh, often uh, share stories. Uh, I think uh, Steve Jobs uh, uh, provided this job to, uh, to teach a lot of marketers today. Uh, and can you tell how to unite, unite your story with uh, products? Because, you know, I can craft a good story and I did it many times. But when you can't sell by having the story, you know, uh, I often see when uh, marketers chase vanity metrics like traffic, uh, uh, likes, comments. But uh, in the end, we need to sell. So our goal to sell products. So can you tell how to submit this call to action in your story? Yeah, look, one of the – so in my latest book, uh, and I, I mentioned the, the title and the subtitle because I think it would make sense, it's called Magnetic Stories, um, How to Connect with Customers and Engage Employees Through Brand Storytelling because that's ultimately what we're trying to do with stories. We're not trying to, you know, like likes and shares. It's all the good indicator, but ultimately we're trying to connect and engage people with our company, our products, our services, our values, our purpose, things like that. So how you – one of the stories I talk about is like maybe, and this is just one, it's the um, the creation story. So if you're talking about a product, why was it created? Like why why did we even develop it in the first place? What, what people, I think the mistake marketers make and people when they're trying to sell is they just focus on the the product dimensions and benefits and they're missing the real why it was developed because I think when you talk about why something was developed, why we do what we do, what comes through is a passion or what should come through is a passion about why this is important. And even when we were talking about that just before that video went viral and the daughter did it, I would imagine, I haven't seen it, but I would imagine what came through in that story that she was really proud of her dad and she was, she was, proud of what her dad had done. So I think sometimes when we share stories around a product or even around your company, why why are you passionate about this and what and therefore why did you start it? So normally and and you know when you go back on that it's normally there was a there was a gap or you came across someone that was really struggling and you thought we could this this product would help them. So it's talking about why you're passionate about the value that you provide whether it's through your product or your service. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned this word passion. I think without passion, it's better to <laughs> uh, avoid some topics because I see when uh, companies replicate competitors, you know, without passion. For example, you know, if competitors are good with SEO, it doesn't mean that you can write the same blog posts uh, to get this traffic or uh, TikTok. I found many companies are trying to film these videos without passion. They just do for the sake of 
uh, trend because uh, some companies can get great results with that. But for me, it's more important to consider your strong side. For example, if I'm good with writing, then write. If you're good with uh, filming, then film, record podcast, find your strong side. Can you tell about passion? How to find this passion? Because, you know, it's interesting because uh, many marketers uh, told me that they don't know their passion. <laughs> they don't know uh, what to do. And I remember uh, one book, uh, I forget the author of this book, but uh, the author shared a story when he got email from another book offer. And this offer asked for advice because he couldn't sell his books for a long time. Nobody cared about his books. Uh, and he suffered because he can't sell them. And the offer replied, leave it. Forget about this. It's not for you. If you are suffering to do something that it's not your strong side, it's not your passion, find something else. But if you can't live without that, then get back, you know, to write again. <laughs> so can you tell about passion? How to be passion in your writing? <laughs> yeah. And look, let me let me cover that from a couple of things. Because you're right. It's some people like where you go, how do we how do you share your story? Now, if you really like writing and that's you prefer writing, then then share it in the written format. If you're actually okay talking and and being on video and you know, do it that way. So I I think you're right. You see a lot of CEOs or business people who have been told, you know, you should put this video on TikTok or whatever, and they're doing it almost because they've been told they have to do it. And you can just tell they're not comfortable or it's not genuine. So I think I think a couple of things when it comes to sharing stories, and I see this as storytelling becomes really popular, um, I see a lot of companies expecting their their leaders and their business people to share stories, whether that be with customers or, you know, in videos or, or written, but not teaching them how to do it. And so, and the vast, and so the vast majority of stories, and if, we, if you're not teaching them how to do it, it's sort of setting them up for failure. But the reality is the vast majority of stories we should be sharing in a business setting is with individuals, like one-on-one, in in meetings with employees, with customers. And, yes, you might write that story up and put it on LinkedIn, for example, or you might create a video and put it on TikTok or a website or anything like that. But I, I would say the real passion, so coming back to passion, is passionate about what you're selling as opposed to you might not be, you know, you might be really great at writing, but you might go, well, it's it's something I need to do. And you might sort of start to enjoy it more. Um, but And when it comes to the social medias, yeah, I think social media is go where your customers are um, and, then, and then find a way to make it fun for you. But I think ultimately if you're passionate about the story you're sharing, that will come across either in your writing or, you know, in the video you're producing. Mm-hmm. I found, you know, that book offers are great with creating non-boring content. Uh, you know, for example, if uh, content creators use different formats, but they have no experience to write a book, you know, uh, bec- because it takes time to write a book, like six it months does. a year. Yeah, it's a lot. And that's why I love this format more than any other format. For example, uh, content creators spend like a few hours to a few days to write a blog post but to write a book it takes time you know to research to find data to uh, i don't know to uh, to create the stories to craft to edit many things uh, 
can you tell how uh, to create non-boring content? Because for me, book offers are the best on creating non-boring content. But most content are boring. And we have high bounce rate today to watch videos like 80% of people live in the first 20 seconds. Uh, the same with uh, website content. Most people bounce fast. So any tips about creating non-boring content in business? Because business is boring. You know, most yes. business insights are boring, but we need to create non-boring content. Uh, it's going to be no surprise. It's share stories. And I, and I fully but most business content, whether it's, you know, reports internally or business books, they're boring because we almost think this thing, because it's business, we just have to have all the facts and the data and the logical reason which you do. I mean, you, you know, you don't want to write books that doesn't make, don't make sense, but bring them to life with stories. And um, the the mistake some a lot of businesses make is they believe case studies are stories. Case studies are not stories. They're case studies. And case studies are important. Like I run a business on storytelling and I absolutely use case studies, but they're not overly interesting because they miss that human emotional connection. So, I, I mean, I have a lot of... Uh, potential authors or would-be authors come and ask me for advice and the thing I say is bring your bring your content to life through stories and it can be personal stories and work stories but as human beings we we enjoy listening to stories we engage in stories our brain our brain is sort of hardwired to listen to stories differently so you know of course you need data and and you know the logic and facts in business but if we're only having that, that's when that it's when most books are not read, most reports are not read. Um, and so think about how you can actually first engage your audience, your potential audience with a story to get them interested in what you've written, but also have stories in the in it all the time. Um, so I'm yeah, there's no surprise, Anatoly, that I'm saying stories. If you if anyone's read any of my books, ironically on storytelling, but there's a lot of stories, and there's actually a lot of my personal stories. Um, one of the biggest compliments, the most common feedback I get about my books, and as I take as a compliment, is when people read my books, they say it felt like you were in the room talking to me, and I truly believe that that's because. Um, of two things. I share a lot of personal stories so people get to know me better, but it's also the language you use. So trying to keep your language really simple will um, make your business communications a lot more engaging. Nice, nice. Love it, love it. Uh, guys, I'll submit all links to the books in the description. Uh, and uh, I want to ask you about, you know, for example, uh, when I read the book Dale Carnegie, all his books are great. But, you know, I found that he collected data the entire life. It's not like uh, six months and year. He collected, he uh, learned from speeches, uh, 10,000 uh, different conversations. Uh, he learned people to write three books, great books. But uh, I think Dale Carnegie has this business, you know, to write books, to uh, courses. But most businesses have different products various products uh, uh, and they can write uh, stories uh, and uh, yeah today you can write a book to sell your products because it can help you know uh, I know a lot of great examples when uh, business owners uh, wrote a book for the sake of growing business so can you tell uh, what to do if you have no time 
I mean, like like Dale Carnegie to spend all life, you know, to collect data, uh, to write uh, these awesome books. Uh, I mean, like if you have limited time, uh, but uh, wanna share something valuable. Yeah, it's look and writing a book takes time. There is like no mistake yeah. that there's a lot of time. You know, I think the first book I wrote took 18 months and, you know, it's like you're going. So so a couple of tips. I think, if, first of all, if you do truly want to write a book, um, I would say start writing something. So I have some people that want to write a book, but I looked at I look at their LinkedIn profile example and they haven't published one article. So it's it's sort of like, you know, when people go, I, I want to run a marathon, Okay, okay, do you think you might just do a five-kilometre fun run first to see if you like? So part of me is – so that that's one thing, develop the habit of writing because it's, you know, again, it is like running or exercise. You've got to get into a habit of writing and it could just be I'm just going to find half an hour every day to write and that might mean you wake up half an hour earlier. I know I know when, I'm, when I write my books I'm the most creative in the morning So I tend to wake up before anyone else has um, and then write, you know, spend like an hour writing and then, you know, the the kids get up and stuff like that. But I've got an hour. And what I do 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 in that hour in the morning when I'm really creative, I just write. I do not edit while I write. So it's just free-flowing writing. I know a lot of people that prefer speaking and will just speak it out loud and get it transcribed. I then edit in the afternoon. So I don't, you know, so to me, writing and editing are two different things and don't try to do them at the same time. So I've found that really helps helps me. But um, it's just if you're passionate about something and you really want to do it, you will find time. So it's like when people go, I don't have time, what they're saying is it's not my priority at the moment. And that, and that might be fair enough. You might have, you know, four young kids and you might have a full-time job and it's not a priority. Um, so just, I think, just be honest with yourself and go, it's not a priority. I do want to write a bike, a book, but it's a three-year project. And um, and if that's, your, if that's your aim, start developing your content now. So, um, you yeah, know. Love it. So I should just say that if you do the thinking once, if you've got this really great idea and you put it in a LinkedIn post or you write an article, you know, even internally, that is there. You could literally copy and paste that and it sort of starts to become part of your book. Now, obviously, you're going to edit it and change it. But if you if you wrote an article once a month, um, I reckon in about three years, you'd have some pretty good content for a book. Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. Uh, I remember uh, Martin Eden, uh, written by Jack London plus 100 years ago about a guy who didn't have education. He had nothing. Now uh, he uh, needed to work hard to earn money just to feed himself. But yeah, he found time to write and to yeah. overcome many great offers. Yeah, it's a great and, example. And also, too, you don't have to be a brilliant writer. So I, I've published seven books, and I actually failed English in my final year of school. So if you read my school reports, my English teachers would say I was terrible at grammar and spelling and and I and I was. So but you know, I have editors. So you just you just 
so develop the skill. If it's something you want to do, develop it. Like if it's if you want to be a speaker, you're going to develop that. If you it's, you know if you want to be really good at playing tennis, then you're going to develop that. So you've got to put time and effort into it. But the most important thing is the thinking process and how do you get your ideas out and um, onto paper. But yeah, writing a book is is a it's a big thing, uh, but it's a it's quite a it's quite an amazing thing too really because sometimes i go into bookshops and i still see books in there like who moved my cheese and good to great and these books were written 30 40 years ago and they're still always in the top you know selling business books and it just amazes me that some books can just be so so like timeless that they're still in the best selling you know 30 40 years later yeah, that's why I love this format because uh, all content should be updated time to time, but books not. <laughs> now, uh, for example, Joe Sugarman wrote uh, uh, a few books about marketing, but I can relate all of them to digital marketing. All of them, because people are the same. Technology has changed, not people. <laughs> we have the same psychology, mentality, but yeah, technology is how to uh, create the message to people, yeah, you can use use it, but yeah. uh, with the same psychological method. Okay. Yeah. I think, uh, can I just say, that was a really good point you made too. Like even this discussion around marketing and social mm -hmm. media and AI, the, the technology will change, but as human beings, we don't. We, as human beings, we still crave the same things. And it is human connection and and wanting to, you know, we, we still respond to things like passion. So I think we get I think we get hung up on all the new technology and lose sight of the fundamental thing that as human beings, we respond to passion and we crave emotion connection and and we are hardwired to also listen and connect with stories. So don't don't lose sight of those fundamentals just because the technology changes yeah nice nice uh you mentioned about uh your schedule that you can write in the morning uh and i see uh that content creators can lose discipline no they are not consistent okay uh, they can write for a few days then uh they need to go to the party other stuff so can you talk about your discipline how you uh, phone this time in the morning and how you can uh, stick in this way I mean like uh, without distractions just to go ahead any tips because we still have a lot of distractions everywhere <laughs> yeah absolutely it's a it's a it's an amazing what a timeline can do for you so when I've got um, a pub when I've pitched my book to the publisher and they've agreed to do it and then they set a timeline saying well we need the manuscript by this date that is amazing what discipline will do for you then I'm I'm currently writing another book but I have no timeline in fact in my head to me it's like a five-year book that I will just write over the time so I, I probably don't need that discipline I just you know when I when something comes to me I do it but uh, there's there's a bit of a saying with writers and it's called you know where do you get the motivation from and they say it's called bum glue which literally <laughs> put some glue on your bum and sit in your chair and and wait and just force yourself to write something and even if it's not great you're you're getting you're creating that habit um, a lot of people and this is like with everything even exercise I'm waiting for motivation don't wait for motivation just do something Act, if you 
if you act, action brings motivation. Um, and, that you know, that's why people sort of like go to gym for two weeks and then stop because they're waiting for motivation. It's like don't wait for motivation. Just get up and go for a run and just you'll feel better afterwards and that's the same. Get up, sit down at your desk and write and, you know, you could you could write 500 words. Like you just even if you set a limit of going, I'm going to set 500 words. Um, the, the other really good place that I find really good to write is on aeroplanes. So being from Australia, I do a lot of long travel um, and being on an aeroplane with no, like no Wi-Fi and no distractions, um, I find that's a bit of a good time to write. And I sort of go, you know, I, and it's almost go, I'm going to write a certain number of words and then I can watch a movie or something like that. But it, it's uh, playing little games with yourself. Mm, I'll share your tip, you know, with my friends because I often get response. It's annoying, you know, to spend 12 hours in airplane, what to do. <laughs> yeah, just write, spend time. Right. Uh, I love reading, you know, I love reading in airplane because uh, it's the best time when I can uh, be on, the, you know, uh, when you have a good book, you can live on this book. You, know, you, mm. you can forget about everything. Meal, water, anything. You can just take part of this journey. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's <laughs> my approach. And, and I also think, too, I just thought of something because we started the conversation around creativity. Yeah. It's how to make your, if you've got an idea that you want to write about, and it, and it could just be a LinkedIn post, it doesn't necessarily need to be your whole book. Um, when things happen to you or you see something outside your industry, I think the creativity is linking that. Go, oh, you know, that that's that's sort of like what I was trying to say and bringing in lots of different examples and metaphors to um, actually help people really connect with what you're writing about and what you want to say. Mm -hmm, nice. Uh, I have the question about mistakes. You know, in my life, I made a lot of mistakes. I keep doing them. <laughs> I think it's like part of the process because... When you start something new, you need to make mistakes. Uh, then you can adapt, find something else. So I usually do. Can you tell common mistakes that companies uh, can avoid by crafting their stories uh, and your tips how to find a much better way? Yeah. So I think the most common mistake, there's, there's a few common mistakes I see businesses make when it comes to storytelling. One is they think they need one story, like it's just one story to communicate, you know, their whole brand. And it's like there's not one story. There's lots of different stories that help you communicate your brand. So that's that's the one mistake I see people make, thinking it's just one story, or one story to communicate a strategy. Um, I, I got really angry. I, I Angry at myself. I, I read an article from Harvard Business Review a couple of months ago and it was about why your strategy needs a story and the whole article was about your strategy needing one story and the reason it made me angry is I I hear people say this a lot and was like how can you bring an entire strategy to life with just one story you can't but the fact that that message was coming from the Harvard Business Review made me really angry because it's just it's you don't it's not just one story and that's the biggest mistake i see companies make trying to come up with one story this the second mistake i i see them make and i sort of mentioned this before 
is that they expect their employees to be good at sharing stories but don't teach them how to do it. Now, I know I might be biased because that's what I do. I teach people how to do it. But if you – storytelling's a skill. Story, you know, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it, and they're not, and they're not doing it well. So if you're asking your employees to share stories – you need to teach them how to do that properly. And if you don't, you're, you're absolutely setting them up for failure. So that's that's the second mistake I see people make. And then probably the third one we sort of talked about, they, they think case studies are stories and case studies are not stories. And, and a timeline of your company is not a story. So I think that the third mistake I see companies make is they're calling something a story and they're thinking it's a story but it's not a story. So that's that's the three, I would say, the most common mistakes. Nice. I love it. Love it. I'll consider all of them. And uh, I'm interested about your experience. You know, um, for example, I found uh, when customers don't understand ACO, I usually tell them, take my course, learn from course, get the basic, because it's hard to cooperate with someone who doesn't understand SEO, why we need to create high-quality content, uh, why we need to earn authoritative backlinks, use white hat SEO. Uh, so, yeah, when you take the course, you can learn the basic. Then we can go ahead like cohesive team. And according to some data uh, studies, that uh, companies consider only 40% of all expert recommendations. You tell that uh, uh, you teach businesses how to create stories. Can you tell your methods how to transfer data, especially to business that consists with many people? You need to uh, sh- uh, to teach uh, not one person, but probably one person. It depends. So uh, I don't know who is responsible, but how to teach even one people or a team to craft a story without uh, losing something like uh, some tips, some recommendations, yeah. anything about that? Yeah. Um, so my method is, and I and I don't teach one person. Like if, if I worked with an organisation and said, mm-hmm. we want to start using stories, can you just train up this one person to help do that? I would go, no, that is that's not the role. Like it, every, everyone should learn this skill. So predominantly when I go into organisations, I do train the senior leaders, but it's not the most senior leaders, like the senior, like it's not just the CEO and the executive leadership team. It's normally the next few layers down because it's the leaders that are leading the people. They're having the greatest impact. And sometimes it's it's the um, frontline facing staff because, again, the greatest the greatest way we can use this in a sales process is share stories with the customer, share stories directly with the customer. So it is about training up um, everyone in the company that needs it. I take them through a process. Normally I spend about half a day or a full day, but normally a half a day is enough. And I actually give them a framework. So regardless of the message and regardless of the story, I teach them this framework. The key thing, the first thing we need to do is be really clear on what the message is. So some of the basic stuff is people are trying to share a story about something, but they're not clear on what the message is, or they're trying to or they're trying to cover too many messages, you know, the one, the one strategy with the the one story for the one strategy. So I take them through a process of getting clear on the messages. I introduce all these ways to they actually find these stories. So where can you find both personal stories that have happened to you. So that's really important when it's 
talking about values, but also the work-related story. So, you know, if you want to talk about great customer service, then share stories about great customer service. And then I take them through the process of how they start their story and what to put in the middle and most importantly, how to end it. So, um, and then I do a whole lot of other things about where they can potentially share their stories because it's sharing their stories in multiple um, ways. You know, yes, yes, on LinkedIn and face-to-face in presentations with customers, you know, there's a whole lot of ways. Um, if I if I could maybe just give three little tips. So, so I talked about before the three mistakes businesses make with storytelling if I can the three mistakes individuals make when they're sharing their stories is I'd say they go too long the vast majority of people their stories go way too long and the the framework I teach helps you get your stories to one to two minutes and there's a real technique in getting your stories that short so that's the biggest mistake don't make your stories go longer than two minutes because people will start are not listening and I would say Another mistake we tend to make all the time is is start the story with let me tell you a story. So people go, let me tell you a story. And then when, you know, when people go, let me tell you a story, it's like, oh, really? No, please don't. (laughs) Um, So it's finding natural ways to start stories like, oh, that reminds me, you know, when I was a kid and, you know, I grew up on a farm or that reminds me, um, you know, five years ago, we went on a holiday. So it's starting your story quite naturally. And then the other mistake I see people at the end of the story is that they end their story with the moral of the story is. So the real skill, the real skill is in making sure you share your story connected to your message that people get it, but you don't want to be going, the moral of the story is you don't want to be telling them. So um, they would, they would be my three, my three, um, mistakes I see people make. Valuable, valuable. Love it, love it. And Gabriel, my final question about the future. Mm-hmm. What kind of future will be uh, in uh, storytelling for businesses? Uh, your prediction forecast, uh, any insights about that? And how companies can adapt today to this possible future? Yeah, look, I, I see a very strong future for storytelling in business. Uh, you know, like I said, 20 years ago when I started doing this, people would be going, storytelling in business? Like what, what what's that? That's got nothing to do with business. I think more and more companies and individuals are realising how powerful stories are. So, you know, some people have said, is storytelling a fad? It's not a fad. Humans have been sharing stories for 60,000 plus years. It's, you know, I'm from Australia. We've got the longest culture, the over 65,000 years culture of our First Nations people. And they're, it's based on their storytelling. They, you know, they, they share stories. So it's not going away. I think um, things like what will happen is with technology and, you know, even our platform to share stories is greater. So, you know, 20 years ago, we were just sharing stories in person. Now we can do it on social media. We can do it on, you know, LinkedIn. We can do it on TikTok. We can do it, you know, and and who knows where where our stories will go. So I, I think there's real storytelling finally has been seen as a critical business skill because we are dealing with humans. And I think as long as we are dealing with humans, storytelling will remain a critical skill to learn how to do well. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. If you have 
the first customer AI, then probably you don't need to use stories, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no... and, that, and you know what? Often people in my workshop go will say, you know, is there a place when you can't use stories? And they say things like, well, you couldn't share stories to the board or to the finance people. And I go, <laughs> as long as they are human, they will connect with stories. So you know, if you're talking to, a, you know, a bot. You probably don't need a story, but as long as you are talking to a human or interacting yeah. with a human, stories will work. Yeah, agree, agree. Love it, love it, uh, Gabriel. It's a big pleasure to get to my show again. I love all your valuable insights. Tell our audience the best way how to keep learning from you, how to reach out to you, how to follow you. Yes, and look, the best side is to go to my website, so gabrieldolan.com. Um, there's two things. On that website is I've got a seven-day storytelling starter kit. So it sort of is what it says. It's uh, You'll get a video from me once a day for seven days, and it's just sort of help you get started on storytelling and where you could use the skill. But I did mention I run, I run public workshops about once or twice a year, and that's the only time I do them, and I've got one coming up on the 19th of May. So that's Australian Eastern Standard Time. So it could be on the 18th of May for, for anyone in the uh, different hemisphere. But that's that's my only public workshop I've got scheduled. And it may be the only one I do this year. So that's, that's a virtual one and it's coming up. And um, you can find those details on my website as well or LinkedIn. Connect with me on LinkedIn. Nice, nice. Guys, you can find the links in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Uh, thanks again for your time. Love it. So valuable. I've learned how to craft stories. I use this format, but uh, you shared a lot of valuable insights, especially don't use let me share my story. I used <laughs> so I'll change. I'll change. Okay. I'll provide something else. <laughs> thanks again, Gabriel. A big pleasure. Welcome back anytime. Yeah, thanks, Anatoly. Always a pleasure to speak with you.